We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. We are all here. Uh, Today we're going to be doing a breakdown of a quarter of the way through the season. Done with the first four weeks. uh, Pending the Monday night game that is tonight. Uh, but we're going to do some NF- NFC, AFC takeaways and some season awards. Mm-hmm. Some early early takes on the season awards. Everyone's the, here. The quarter poll. You know quarter what I'm poll, yeah. That's it. That's all I have to say. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, Just look at me like that. I'm not going to jinx it. You know what I'm saying? The fourth quarter of the... All I'm going to say is we started the show without a yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. This isn't the show that we started yeah, yeah. All right, fine. It's the fourth you didn't quarter say of we're the back calendar either. year, too. Uh, that's right. October 1st. Wait, what? The fourth quarter of the calendar gone. year. Oh yeah, not yeah. yet, man. It's Q4. Chill. At the end of 2018, I turn 30. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay 29 as long as possible. You're oldest. Oh, word. You're what is it? Christmas? Is Christmas. your birthday? Christmas yeah. Day, yeah. Fire birthday. Got that fake ID. Nah, it used to be trash. a fire birthday. Now it's trash. Yeah, it's garbage. Because I don't get gifts like that no more. And Did you get? I, got, I feel like we've talked about this before. You got bonus gifts, right? My parents were good about giving me bonus gifts. Everyone mm. else, though, like my like. Like Happy my, birthday, Merry Christmas. My, yeah, like the <laughs> extended family. You know, my brother would get fifty dollars in May, and then he'd get fifty dollars in. Nah, I only got fifty dollars. Yo, let me ask you a question though. Trash. Trash. And if, now I gotta buy gifts for everyone on my birthday. Yeah. That's trash. Yeah, that's wow. But yo, let me ask you a question. Like, if your girl's birthday was on Christmas, how you handle that? I mean, my my girl's birthday is January fifth, so it's very close. Damn. Nah. You don't go that's out. That's way like. She brings me out for enough. my birthday on like the twenty third. She what? She brings me out for my birthday on like the twenty third. That's like the last two years. No, what I'm saying is like. Because for me, I'd feel like I had to get like, now I got to get two things. Oh, yeah. Which, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, I, I get her two things. Yeah, her, her birthday is way further off Christmas. Than, that's like, but it's not that far. It's still kind of trash. Like four or five days is far. Far enough. I'm not saying it's far. Yeah, it's far enough to like separate the gifts. Yeah. I would say I the same that. month is like. Ah, my I say the 23rd to the <laughs> 27th. Together make one gift here. 
23rd to the 27th. You got one Yo, gift. just buying gifts is, is mad stressful. Yo, it's, correct me if I'm wrong. You're born in what, July? <laughs> wow. February. I'm way off. Yeah. Fe- <laughs> Pisces February. game. <clears throat> July. I'm the worst. With, I still don't know any of my cousin's birthdays. I don't know anybody's Yo, birthday. Yo, thank God for Facebook, or I would not wish anyone in my life happy Yo, birthday. I really don't know anyone's birthday. His is in March. Nope. Y- you know what's wow. crazy? Mine just passed. Just we were passed, together. too. Like, I just, yeah, I was with him. <laughs> nine, nine. You Mine's just said ready. July, so that's how I know that. You, I have no idea. So December. <laughs> we were wow. just talking about it. Yeah, like, I, yo, I'm really bad with it. I'm I'm glad that I know my families, and that's it. Cause that's yeah, you're, you're like the the six main ones. There's only counts. like five people in your life that will be upset if you don't know their birthday. Like, just know those. I don't know anyone else's. Or at least that you Or once feel you get bad. like a girlfriend too, like your lady will be tight if... Yeah, whatever. We got we got Facebook now. I cheat all the time. <laughs> yeah. Someone's birthday's coming up. It's like, yeah, we're going to go out for Eric's birthday. I'm like, let me check Facebook, see when the actual yeah. birthday is. The first time my girlfriend handed me her phone, like opened it up, she goes, it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm like... You locked that shit for a half hour. I'm like, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I'll just use my phone. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know his lady's birthday because it's always on the day that we try to do our fantasy draft. <laughs> There's always an issue. Right? I don't even know her birthday. I just know it's around that. Yeah, time. it's around that time. You know what it is? It was the day of the draft. <laughs> well, I know year. that this year because you said that, but I still don't even know what day we drafted this year. Yeah, it's no one does. It was a, that was a blur. Me, you, and Ippy are on to next year. That's why. Not me though. <laughs> undefeated. I'm just saying. I said, my receivers are. Yo, you, winner take all. You know that, right? You go undefeated, you win the whole 3K. I don't know about going undefeated. You Yo, are honestly my, to undefeated. My team, you know you like, legitimately, like, my receivers are, like, and I have Kamara and, like, Brady. Those are, like, so consistent guys. Like, five consistent people that you could kind of count on. Yeah. Like, Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas had, like, an okay game, <clears throat> like, seven, eight points or whatever, and I still scored, like, 150 points. I was going to say, the only time I think you might have trouble is... When you have that bye week, because they the both Saints. have a bye week. Your two first round, but your yeah. two first Hammies. I hope I play you that week. Oh God! I, I think everyone not. hopes they play. I hope that I week. don't play Dom that week. I want to beat the shit out of him. Oh my God! Um, anyway, let's get into the uh, NFL breakdown here. We're gonna give some takeaways just from the <laughs> AFC. We're gonna start on the AFC. <laughs> this is a wrong wrong segment. Oh my um, God! <laughs> AFC takeaways. Um, what do we have for that? We got just to. At the top, I'll say who's sitting at the top of each division. In the east, we have the Dolphins, the west, the Chiefs. North is the Bengals. South is the Titans and Jaguars. And the Ravens also are tied for the AFC North. Well, but technically the Bengals, they beat them head-to-head. Yeah, I guess. So what is your biggest takeaway from the AFC, guys? I'll start. It's definitely over. Uh, it, it became an even bigger takeaway after they won an impressive overtime game last week. And that's I think the Titans are, are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC uh, in general, not just the, the AFC South. Um, first of all, they're 3-1, and one, and they have two and a half games without their starting quarterback. Uh, he He's hobbled. They're still making plays. Corey Davis is really coming along. They're off, their defensive line has been absolutely crazy. Jarrell Casey has been an absolute monster. Uh, their secondary is one of the best in the league. Um, a lot of people are wondering, like, I was, I was listening to a, another podcast the other day, and they were saying, oh, the, the Titans are have magic powers because we can't explain why teams don't score against them. It's because they're good. They're very, very good. And they play very disciplined under a Mike, that Mike Vrabel system. It's very uh, Patriot-esque in terms of their bend-but-don't-breakness. And I think that the Titans, if they continue on this pace and if Marcus Mariota continues to get more comfortable in that Matt LaFleur system and uh, Corey Davis continues to go ape shit like he did. Uh, 
that's a team that's going to be really scary because they don't they don't even have the running game going yet, and that's a team that can run the rock if they if they need to because of their two bruisers. Because look, Derrick Henry's not going to win you any fantasy championships or whatever, but for what he does in that offense, he's a good fit. Deion Lewis is a great compliment to him, and I I just I really think the Titans are going to surprise a lot of people. I think they're a real contender in the AFC. So I think that's my biggest takeaway from the AFC. They they've spent. Um, a lot of first round picks on their defense. Yeah. They, you know, they took Harold Landry out of Boston College. He had a big sack and turnover on Carson Wentz. And then uh, Dodd or Dobb, I think his name was from Clemson, the other defensive end too that they brought in. So they've and they've spent a lot of money, right? The secondary is what New England had like two years ago. They were the starting DBs in the Super Bowl. And uh, uh, Bird is one of my favorite players in the league. He gets no love, but he's a premier um, safety. And they're just solid. I I can't believe that they're three and one because they're not flashy. They're not fun to watch. They're a boring like nineteen nineties football team. Corey Davis now he had a breakout game. He had that game that everyone was expecting him to have. But also uh, Taiwan Taylor, I believe his name is a little slot wide receiver. Mm-hmm. His targets are only going up and up and up. And this is a team without Rashad Matthews, who I thought was like a steal of free agency a couple of years ago when he came in. He was the number one receiver. They lose Delaney Walker. Honestly, my biggest takeaway is that they're three and one because I can't believe that they're three and one. Like I didn't, there, there's nothing that they've done that has been like impressive to me. But they are three and one, and they beat the Eagles and the Jaguars. They, but they own the Jaguars. But yeah, the the Eagles win was impressive because they came back too. They were down two touchdowns. I don't know. I just for me, something it's just something about the Titans that like I can't. I have obviously after four games, like I'm not taking them seriously yet as like being a contender for the AFC. Like, I don't see that being sustainable for them. I think there's too many good teams in this I'm gonna, conference. I'm going to get back to the Texans when we do our NFL takeaway. But uh, as far as my AFC takeaway, I think that the uh, the Bengals are legit. Mm. Uh, they also get Vontez Burfecht back this week, so that's only going to help their defense because he's a guy who's like, I'm not saying he's Sean Lee to their defense, but his splits when he's on the field and when he's not are significant. It's very noticeable. And this team is just solid, right? They're going to get Joe Mixon back too. Gio Bernard, anytime Joe Mixon or anyone ahead of him is out, he's a very solid guy. It's a guy that you start on your fantasy team and you're very confident. And Dalton's playing well. Dude, Dalton, in the last like 17, 18 games with Bill Lazor, he's a legit top five quarterback if you look at his numbers. And Tyler Boyd now is a stud. He's actually, you, you can argue he's the number one wide receiver on that team because he's getting first reads. He leads the team in catches and in yards. And then you have A.J. Green, too. So this team is legit, and they really impressed me in their Week 4 win over the Falcons. Highest-scoring team in the AFC as well. They've put up the most points so far through four games. That's because the Chiefs haven't played yet. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're recording this four minutes. Just saying, football. just saying. Uh, my biggest takeaway is that the Steelers need to pay Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Um, not only just to have him in the building, but it, they just look, like, mentally off. Something's off there, and... It's probably because they have to deal with answering all these questions. The things they've already said prior to week one of where like fuck like the old line saying, you know, forget him. We got James Conner here. We don't even care if he comes, whatever. It's he's all about himself. But yo, they're off to a one two a one start. James Conner ran for 135 yards that first game against the Browns. He had 31 carries. Since then, he hasn't even in the last three games combined didn't reach 100 yards. He has 97 total rushing yards. So that team then becomes one dimensional, and even with the weapons of A.B., Juju, Vance McDonald now, it's still stoppable. 
like we saw last night with the Ravens. You can play, you can game plan just to defend the pass and have James Conner beat you because he's shown he can't through four weeks. So that's my biggest takeaway is get A.B. back uh, as soon as possible if you don't want this to be a lost season for the Steelers. You know what's crazy? I was listening to that I said game. I get A.B. I meant Le'Veon. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was listening to that game and Chris Collinsworth, who, by the way, if you're a Chris Collinsworth hater, stop it. The guy's great. All right, he gives so much insight and so much X's and O's insight into the game. He's the guy that runs PFF. That he's the creator of PFF. Well, there you go. So yeah. Chris Collinsworth, he he said he asked uh, one of the coaches on the opposing sideline, uh, "How do you feel? How do you feel about Le'Veon Bell? Who is Le'Veon Bell?" He says, "Le'Veon Bell is like a pitcher in baseball. He's like an ace. He could throw. He has four pitches, and he can throw them all for strikes on any counts." And he said, "What do you think about James Conner? He has a good fastball, and there's." That it, that really is the thing. So many times in that game, they handed the ball off to James Conner. And in in the past, when there used to be just like a two-second pause, and then Le'Veon Bell would come, surprise, out of the backfield for eight yards, those are getting stuffed in the backfield That's when you're thing. James Conner. And they're running them out of the gun like he's Le'Veon Bell. They're not the same runner. Yeah. And the, the line is still blocking as if they're blocking for Le'Veon Bell. And it's throwing everything off. Like, there's only so much you can expect. Like, uh, Big Ben is getting a ton of shit everywhere I see on Twitter, and everyone like everyone's saying Big Ben's done. I Yo, saw this. He's missed AB on AB should have like five touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's missed them on give me throws. Okay, I, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any heat, but when you have him drop back and throw every single play, the dude's still 30, what six, 37. Mm. He's still a guy who has taken a beating in his career. He's not one of those guys like. Like Eli, who just kind of like gets sacked before he even gets touched, or or like Tom Brady, who throws the ball within two seconds every other play, like he doesn't. He's not that guy. He's a guy who's gonna extend the play and get hit. So you gotta expect his play to decrease at this point. And and if you have no help around you, they're in real danger because their defense is not gonna keep them in games. That's another thing I was gonna say. I'm like their defense hasn't been playing that well either. Trash. That so defense sucks. They're giving up mad points. And yo, not for nothing, but the Steelers are scoring. You know, there was well last game they were they put up fourteen, and then that's 14. it. They stopped. Right, but then I'm saying like all the other games though, like even when you play the Chiefs, like yo, if you put up thirty seven or whatever the fuck they scored, like you kind of expect to win that game. But well, they kind of got they kind of got held in check against the Browns, which is nothing to be ashamed of. The Browns have a legit defense, but I don't know, man. This. They also turned the ball like over how many times against the Browns? Yeah, yeah it was like five or six turnovers. Also, this entire division took a step forward. That's another. Well, thing. the other teams, yeah, they still took one backward. Yeah, yeah, Except for them. All of a sudden, when you lose your fucking anymore. arguably best player, that's what happens. We'll talk. I th- I, we'll talk more about this division later. I think. So how? I, what I want to talk about is I have to apologize to the entire city of Miami. <laughs> because I was shitting all over the Dolphins, they're leading the fucking East. Three, they're three and one right now. I mean, I don't you, think you need to apologize. I, 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 said I mean, that they would I, be, listen, I said they were going to be the worst team in the league. They're obviously not. Yeah, I, I think the team we root for is in that discussion. <laughs> Yo, honestly, um, I can't even watch it. The Dolphins, I, I said, I remember we did a video on it too. YouTube.com/slash Veterans Minimum, uh, where. I said they would go two and one, three and zero, oh, because that schedule was su- such a gimme. And then on Sunday they play the Patriots, and it's the first time in the Belichick Brady era that they're a home favorite, and more money's being backed on the other side. So <clears throat> all the public was on the Dolphins, which is something you never see. And what happens? Typical New England fashion, like what Tim had said about the Jaguars, how that's the kind of game that New England goes into a building and they just like squash you like a bug. It's like, yo, this is still our shit. 
I feel like that's what New England did yesterday. They come in there, Dolphins riding high, 3-0. and They think their shit don't sink, and it's like, yo, it's quiet. We still run shit. Everything goes through us in the East. Oh, yeah. And if you, and if you were wondering who's going to do anything for them when Gronk doesn't play well, well, you have your answer. They're going to feed running backs like, like hell, like crazy. Josh Gordon made a little appearance. <laughs> he made what a hell of a catch on that third. There was like a third and eight, and Brady threw a missile to him, and he made that play. And now they're going to get Edelman back. Hogan, Hogan's getting a lot of heat. I think I'd give Hogan a little more time because now he could go back to lining up on the outside where he's made where he, he's made a living now with the Patriots because Edelman's going to move back into the slot. And then you're going to have Gordon, too, on the outside. Like, yo, just the simple fact that Josh Gordon is out there is going to cause attention. So I think that opens up everything for everyone else. James White out the backfield, Gronk, too. Damn, Sony Michelle, bro. He had, like, 20 carries and 100-plus yards on yeah. TD. They finally have a true running back there, too. I mean, that yeah. was the first-round pick. It's been a long they time since they, had, since they had a between-the-tackle runners of that caliber. Right. No, nah, Lewis last year. I mean, he wasn't a between. He's like 5'7". Yeah, but they treated him like he was getting 16 to sure, 18 but carries, and he was going in between the tackles. Sure, but this is the first time they've had a true runner playing that role. They've had the role before, but it's been a while. Uh, another question I want to propose. Do you think the AFC is the Chiefs to lose? No. All roads still run to the Patriots. I don't know. Yo, I- I'm telling you, like, Listen, I'm on the Chiefs bandwagon. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Chiefs. I'm just disagreeing with your Patriots oh, sentiment. There's going to be a lull in the middle of the season for the Chiefs. If you think that that Patrick Mahomes is going to go the rest of the season on his 16 touchdown, no interception pace, you're wilding. You're bugging. That's not how the NFC work. That's not how the NFL works. There's going to be a lull in the middle of the season, like they're always in on is on Andy Reid's team. The question is, do they break out of it in a spectacular way, like they did last year, or like, which one is it? I think they do break out of it in a spe- spectacular fashion, but if you're in the AFC East, the, the road runs through the Patriots until the Patriots shut the road down. Like, the the Patriots are the only road that leads to the championship in the AFC. I don't know. The Patriots have left a lot to be desired through four weeks. They always do. This is I don't a, know, This yo. is a natural lost, thing for I them, feel, man. Nah, I feel like, like sometimes... Like you could just tell, like I don't know, like just my energy about the Patriots. I feel I, like every year, like at least four four games into the season, you're like, I've seen glimpses of the old Patriots, and these like these guys can turn on whenever they want. I haven't really felt that, that way. I've not. I haven't really felt that way to be honest with you. I think the AFC is just the worst division in football. They're gonna run through that division, but but the East two and. What you said? The AFC. The AFC East. Oh, I thought you meant the whole AFC. Their division. Like, no, no, their division is oh. the worst in football from what I've seen through. I four mean, weeks. the Raiders aren't as bad, I think, as people think they are. But yeah, they're they're not gonna make the playoffs or anything. What? 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 Oh, he's talking about the Patriots. Oh, that's about the Chiefs. Yeah, no, that's oh. the AFC East. Oh, my bad. Yeah. By the De- way, the Raiders suck. Definitely. <laughs> Raiders. Oh my God, that win was so bad yesterday. <sighs> I was. Oh God. <laughs> Bro, how do you change a call that that's ruled a fourth down on fourth and inches? And then I'm watching the Sunday night football game, and Lamar Jackson picks up like a third and four, and they they ruled it a first down. No, they ruled it short. Mm. They ruled it a first down, and Pittsburgh challenged, and Chris Collinsworth goes, I've never seen calls get reversed on plays like this. I'm like, dude, we just saw the Browns lose a football game because – for some reason, they could see like in a mosh pit what ha- where the ball was marked. That that particular was call was for me. How do you change it? Like if it, if that was the call on the field, 
That's That'd be a different you story. You can't change it. Yeah, yeah it was so a first down. you guys talking about the fumble? No, I'm talking about nah, the first, first down, down by El Guapo. Papa. Uh, I'm also talking about the play where Derek Carr gets hit from behind. The ball comes loose. The guy picks it up, and, yeah, yeah. and they blow Miles the whistle Garrett. dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, that's that's a Miles Jack rule, Ugh. right? You got you to gotta let the play play out. Go, let's go back to Thursday Night Football. Adam Thielen catches a pass, and Marcus Peters runs oh. by him, and they call him down, and he, he would have walked into the end zone. And Adam Thielen is like, yo, yo, I didn't get touched. I didn't get touched. It's like, yo, let the play go. You can right? always bring it back. Rule it a touchdown. That shit gets reviewed anyway. Every yeah. touchdown gets reviewed. Then you go back and you're like, oh, you know what? We effed up down at the 30-yard line. He was touched. Instead of I blowing agree. the play dead because you can't – if you blow the play dead, that's it. You can't do anything. Yeah, you know what's funny? Man, Can I just tell a quick funny story? Amen. I was watching that red zone and, like, that play happened. And all I hear is in the grass. And, like, I heard the commentators say too. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is in the grass? Because it happened, like, on the dirt. <laughs> And my boy's like, yo, it's in the grasp. Like it was <laughs> He's like like his forward progress was stopped in the he was in his grasp. I'm like, yo, I thought there was some new bullshit rule, like in the grass and not in the dirt. I was about to lose my mind. <laughs> I swear to God, I was losing it. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, I've I've went four weeks so far without a referee rant. This is a new record. Oh, they had a they had a rough day yesterday. They I mean, there was day. one play that was, it was third, yo, it was like third and twelve. Giants had the Saints down by a possession inside the five yard line. Drew Brees gets the ball. Yo, the offensive lineman legit just puts his leg out, blatant tripping in the end zone, and that should have been a safety, and they just let it go. Like, the most obvious just he put his leg out, and that changes the whole game because that's a safety, and then from there you get you get it, um, you you get the ball back too. So you get the safety, the two points, right. and you get the ball back. It's like it could be a nine-point swing. Yeah. You guys, are we going to do some breaking news right now? Yeah, there is some breaking news. Fucking, uh, apparently, Le'Veon Bell is going to be returning to the Steelers in the week seven. That's mad funny, just as I was saying. I mean, my takeaway. That's still deep from now. That's the week. It's it's still deep for now. I'm like, yo. Why would that get announced? Isn't that weird? That he's gonna plan. To, I mean, I, no. After the week seven bye, I, we. I was expecting week but ten. He, don't you like show your hand, kind of like I'll be back here. Otherwise, keep oh, him guessing. Boy. Why not? Especially after what happened with Earl Thomas yesterday. That was where Earl Thomas got, got that, hurt. Was that confirmed, by the way? Because like that video could be like taken out of fractured content. leg. I don't, I don't no, no, no. I'm talking middle, about the middle finger. The middle ah. finger to the sideline. It looked pretty clear that he was giving the middle finger to the Seahawks sideline. Whoever it may be, probably. But why Pete would he Carroll. middle finger the sideline? Because he's like, damn, like, Fuck y'all, we're gonna just find me and suspend me because I wasn't showing up, and now this happens. Right. I have no like, security. It's not like the fucking owners over there. It's the players. What the fuck is? I mean, Pete Carroll. He's over there smacking his gun. Yeah, doing his thing. Doing Someone's his over there. Who? Yo, by the way, for all you fancy players out there, cardinal rule: never listen to anything Pete Carroll ever says ever. You're welcome. But um, what? Doug Baldwin. Yo, uh, Chris Carson, Doug Baldwin, everything, everything. Doug Baldwin. He, I mean, no, no, no. But he played. He played like 27 of the 30 dropbacks that Russell Wilson had, and it was like, yo, we're gonna ease him in. Elijah Penny? Yeah, 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 it's going to be a 50-50 split. 32 carries to two. <laughs> Yo, Elijah Penny looks fat. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, excuse me. Elijah Penny's his brother, right? I don't know who Elijah oh, Penny yeah, is. Yeah. Elijah Penny's the running back for the uh, the Cardinals. I don't know. I don't even know. I think yeah. you, you, you're outdating yourself like two years. No, nah, no. Nah, that was like he was the running back last year before they signed AP. Uh, they, um, the, the, that draft pick looks terrible. Penny? Which one? First oh. round pick and Mike Davis gets twenty seven carries. Like, come on, dog. And he has a good game. 
I don't know. I'm still. I'm on Elijah Penny. I like Elijah, Elijah Penny a lot coming out of college. He needs to get a shot, bro. We I mean, need to Elijah get the names right. right. Here we go. Elijah. Elijah. Yo, don't play me, bro. <laughs> because I'm looking to see Impy's looking him up, and he this person doesn't exist. What do you mean he doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah, Penny. 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 Oh my god. Penny, bro, and he he's a running back for the Cardinals. Yeah, he is. Dog, I no, I, he, he's a fullback. Yo, look, I'm a fantasy analyst. I know Elijah. my third string running backs. Elijah, all right. <laughs> but Elijah Penny is a Elijah full, he's a Penny. fullback. <laughs> what were you talking about originally? Yo, yo. Rashad Penny. I don't think I'm not ready to call that a bust yet. I've Le'Veon. seen that dude run. Le- what? Le'Veon. That's how we got started on this. The breaking news on Le'Veon. And then we we went took a giant tangent. Yo. Anyway, so Le'Veon. Oh, you did. You said don't play Seahawks players. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm fucking. Why did you go so back to Le'Veon Bell? Back because that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Le'Veon. So I can't get my piece on Rashad Penny. Oh, you're trying to say something. Done. What else? <laughs> Both of you over there. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying it's only week four. Like no. I'm not ready to count them out. That's crazy that Mike Davis outsnapped him and got a bulk of the carries, but I still think Rashad Penny is maybe not worthy of a first round pick, but he's gonna be a starter at some point. He better be. And when he does get that role, I'm telling you he's gonna have, he's gonna be a good back. Plus you you're a little sensitive today. You feeling the pressure of the first round? You're not letting me get tomorrow? my speak, bro. <laughs> it's, Yankees, it's Yankees. Let me get my speak. It's Yankees so, playoff time, man. It's, it he's on the edge. I understand. I understand. Yo, you're going all over speaking. the place right now. Seahawks, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Yankees. And now I'm mad about the Yankees or nervous about the Yankees. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. But seriously, Le'Veon Bell is much needed. How do you think his teammates are going to react? Like, yo, this, these are guys that said fuck off. I think it's just... Well, he better come into camp. He better show shape. up in shape because he's in Miami and in strip clubs. And so what? What do you want him to do? Not be human? Nah, but stay, stay in active, shape, bro. Stay in shape. How do you know? Like, what do you want to do? Post-workout videos? Like, Dame Lillard is the one who said that. Someone He posted a video and guy's like, yo, you post videos. Oh, no, CJ McCollum. Like, yo, CJ McCollum always posting workout videos in the gym, but I don't see none of Dame Lillard. Like, good luck this year. Dame's like, what do you want me to do? Post every workout video I do? <laughs> Like, why do you need to know what he's doing? I mean, he looks like he's put on a lot of weight. Does he? I, yes, I haven't so. seen an updated picture. Oh, there's one picture of him, and I, it might have been like a bad angle, but he look, that boy looked like a fullback now, not a running back. You know about those angles. Those angles are important. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. Drake knows about them angles. It's, it's not going to. Hit the angles! It's not going <laughs> to hurt getting Le'Veon Bell back. Why are you looking up Dame Willard? We're trying to see pictures of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I'm thinking, yo, uh, NFC takeaways, <laughs> right? We were just talking about the backfield of the Seahawks, right? I think that um, everything is going to go through Los Angeles. I think at worst, this team is going to go 14-2. and two. <sighs> They are absolutely stacked offensively and defensively. Um, I think nowadays in the NFL, your team got to be able to put up 30 points. And boy, that team could definitely put up 30 points. And, yo, even special teams are solid. They're just solid all the way around. Uh, McVay's a genius. Wade Phillips on the defensive side. Uh, th- that team is just so stacked. And I don't think that there's anyone in the NFC right now that I would put on the same uh, level playing field with the with the LA Rams. Especially because they're putting up 30 points a game. <laughs> like, you put up 30 points. A, like, you hope to put up 30 points. They're doing it every single and, listen, week. Listen, I know, I know uh, Tlaib didn't play last game and Peters was hobbled, but that defense did look pedestrian. No. <laughs> but at no point watching that game against the Vikings did you think that Minnesota. But that's because the offense was answering a point. Yeah, too. so that's why. Also, it's. I'm just saying there's a, a weakness there. 
I mean, you also are playing in one of the most talented offenses in the league. Right. You're, still you're right. Uh, the other possible top dog who right. put up monster points on But I, so I also think crazy. that when, no, you're, crazy. when you're the Rams defense, you know that you'll be playing with a lead. And they have those boys up front that could cause pressure, get to the quarterback and quick. They have been. And then they got the corners that are ultra aggressive that, that could cause turnovers. So I think that the Rams, I, I haven't been this impressed with a team through four weeks in a very long time. Especially yeah. because they do it every which way. Like, everyone goes off. Like, one week it's Todd Gurley. One week it's Cooper Cup. Then it's Brandon Cook. Sometimes it's fucking I mean, all of them. Weapons out the asshole. It's insane. And the, the craziest part is uh, they always come out in the same formation. Except they're moving around all the time. But it's always those three. They're on the field. I think all of them have 90% snaps. All of them. Who's? The, Cup, all, all three receivers. Yeah, Cup Cook Woods. Yeah. yeah. They all have, they're all seeing 90% of the field. You said that mad fast. Cup Cook Woods. <laughs> so... Hey, I'm no, nah, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I think they're the best team in football, probably. My takeaway from the NFC is that this is not the, as strong as of a division as you thought it was going into it. I remember going into here conference, 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 conference or excuse me, oh, con- I think meant to conference because we we went into the season thinking like the AFC is really shitty. They're not gonna have a lot of contenders. Just it's really just the Patriots and maybe the Jaguars. And well, then on the other the side, Chiefs you're like, look at the all these teams. I'm just, I'm talking about, I'm not talking Speak about us. Speak for yourself. I'm talking about, about us. Talk about the consensus. I'm telling you, Voss is or very like sensitive pu- to me. I like public, yeah, you guys are loud now, bro. <laughs> huh? You're getting your speech. Nah, yo, <laughs> say your piece, dog. Bro, I He's talking about piece. public perception. Public not you. perception. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, son. Uh, boss we, fade the public. That's why he's crushing these picks right bro, now. Bro, nine and three, son. Where are <laughs> we? Three and Where speed. are we? Where, where am I? You're talking about the Pagers being the only best. Oh, team right. In the AFC. And now, <laughs> if you look at the Packers with, yo, Aaron Rodgers looks hobbled. That defense. He is. That defense now losing Mo Wilkerson already was suspect. A little more suspect. The Vikings, I'm going to get into them in a little while, have been absolutely horrendous on defense for a very long time. The Eagles definitely looked like they're beatable, like not the invincible team like they were last year. Uh, the Cowboys were supposed to be something. They're nothing. Um, out West, you have the Rams and not much no else one. now that Jimmy G is out. Uh, in the South, you got you got a Falcons team whose offense has been going crazy but whose defense is down. Uh, a Saints team that's looked like they're vulnerable on the defense, although their defense has been getting better as the weeks go by. And a Carolina team was a lot of offensive line woes, and all of a sudden you have all these bunched up players, and it looks like the AFC is actually the the conference with depth, and the NFC is the one where it's like it's the Rams and really no one else. So I, I don't want to say no one else. I, I might be going a little hard there. It might be a little hot takey on that one. But the NFC is not as uh, head and shoulders above the AFC as we once thought. And that's my takeaway from that. Oh, I think it's easily the case. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, yo, the Saints. Saints that team looks like their offense is scoring on that, their defense. That was my takeaway. It looks the like Saints they're throwing offense. touchdowns and they're. it's going to the other team also. 7-7. Seven, seven, Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara do whatever they want whenever they want. That's it. They're uncoverable. <laughs> they are. Do whatever the hell they want. And you know what's crazy? Like, the Saints are really. I think they're like one step ahead of the game because when you have there were like the Ravens are running two quarterbacks, you know, like dang, like Lamar Jackson first round pick. The Saints are running two quarterbacks with Taysom Hill. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Dude, he Taysom played, Hill was on the field crazy. I was like, All why does this guy place. keep coming in here? Bro, Bro, he was returning kicks for them. He returned yeah. kicks in the last week, he had a big return for them last week. I was like, two weeks ago, I'm sorry. Like, uh, Jack of all trades. Yeah. You wanna hear something crazy? He runs a he has a faster forty time than Camara. 
Did yo, Joe's face is I, I yeah, yeah, literally, literally dropped. Tested, Bro, I love Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams at BYU made me some money. Word, Ooh. that late night window, right? Yeah. I will Taysom say Hill though. is also like 26 playing college football because he's a... They have to do the Mormons have to go like do that missionary shit. Mm. Oh yeah, they go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they go away for a little while. But uh, so he's yo. a he's also like a good like. Yeah, he's a good boy. Good young, good young Christian fella. Yeah. Wow, well, he can Mormon, do it all, not Christian. Yeah, oh, Mormon. Yeah. Is that yeah. they're Christians? No, are they? I don't I know. So. I don't know what the difference is. I'm mad. Uh, I know it's, <laughs> it's a Mormon but, school. But we'll say about the Saints is they're going to be getting uh, Mark Ingram back, which I think to your point they're going to control the clock maybe a little more. Yes. Which. Helps their defense a bit too because you're not on the field as much. Like with this team where it's like you're throwing the ball like crazy, it's like the clock's not moving, the defense is playing more, and they're getting crushed. So, I mean, we've seen this defense perform at a, like a very high level before, like last year, I'm talking about. And uh, I think with the addition of Mark Ingram, maybe it doesn't like turn it around and all of a sudden, you know, it's like Marshawn Lattimore is Darrell Revis again. But uh, I think it'll help bring their defense and the right direction and we'll see maybe a better balance here because like i said it looks like their offense is scoring on their defense because as if this team could stop people we would take them super seriously but their defense is trash so, they look a little better Saints. this week though i'm i'm taking i'm still taking them super seriously they're still my fo- super no, no, favorite. I, I, we're taking them seriously because they could score at fucking will but it's like against a team like the rams it's like the rams would put up 30 on fucking everyone on a team that's a defense that sucks, we might put up forty five, like whatever. If the Rams and the and the Saints faced off in the NFC championship game, that would be a fucking awesome game. Great game. If the defense on New but Orleans I, got and better. And I would take the Saints. I think it'd be a route. I would take the Saints. No, I, I would take the Rams. Right now? Right now. I would need to see more from the from the New Orleans defense before I would even consider Yo, they have no one that could cover anyone besides Lattimore. Lattimore is the only guy that could cover anybody. That's on that crazy because Ken Crowley was a, a top corner. Patrick Robinson's on IR, bro. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Ken Crowley got benched two weeks ago. No, I'm so. saying like, he was I mean, a still, top corner last. He, he was a big part played, of the defense yeah, last co- year. And now cor- he's shit. Corners, corners go from being an All Pro to you being benched. Quick, uh, yeah, but you yeah, can't but say that he can't cover anyone. He's young though. Know, man. That yeah, just don't happen kid. like that. Yo, I'm gonna need they still to see have more good from safeties. Marcus still good. I'm gonna see more from that defense. Even consider that. That's crazy. You'll see more. I hope so. I'm is hoping it, with the addition of Mark Ingram that it keeps their defense off the field and makes them more fresh or something. Did they play each other this year? Let me check that out. Saints uh, Rams. Rams or Saints? Then pull that up. Yeah, they do. The... They play on November fourth. Right. Where are they playing? Where are they playing? Where, where do they? Play? Oh, they're playing in New Orleans. New I don't Orleans. think that matters. Yeah, it definitely matters. Definitely matters. Why? For sure. Warm weather. Nah. In LA. That's true. You're right. Yeah. I mean, but the, I don't the, think it matters. The dome still is the dome. It's still home court. It's still home. I mean, field the home advantage. field does. Yeah, when you're noise at that noise. Yo, and the Rams play the Chiefs this year. They play that game in Mexico. I think. I think so two weeks month, before. It's a Monday night football game. Every Rams game is gonna be a must see this year. Yeah, I hope that's the end. I hope that's the NFC Championship we're destined for: Saints, Rams. If the Rams is, end the season with the Cardinals and 49ers. I'd be cool with the Vikes too. Jesus. <laughs> the Vikes. Speaking of defenses, have been a huge letdown. Hell yeah! This Although is I still have some confidence because I mean, like we always say, I, I like Mike Zimmer, and I think. Uh, it's something with a lot like somehow like I mean we saw all last week linebackers were on wide receivers and Anthony Barr was getting toast toasted all over the place guys looking backwards I don't know what the hell he's doing but I think Mike Zimmer his you know quality of coach I think he can get that defense turned around because that offense is obviously something special with that big offseason splash with Kirk Cousins so one thing I like to say about week four is that it's the uh it's the cutoff period right now 
I'm not looking back at my offseason predictions at all. I'm not looking back at last year at all. Now I can just look at what we've seen and have an idea of what these teams are doing. How many games do you think they usually take to, to have a team pegged? I want to say pegged, but like be able to identify a weakness or a strength. I think four games is more than appropriate. I mean, you look at that, that'd be 40 games in baseball. Don't you think after 40 games, you'd have an idea of what each team brings to the table? Yeah, that's my opinion. Boss, what do you think? How many games until you can peg it? You can peg the strengths or weaknesses for of a football? Team? Yeah. Around this time, maybe a week or two. Joe? Week six. I would have gave it a boss. So about six weeks? Yeah. For the last nine weeks, the Vikings have gave up 21 po- 28 points per game. That includes the playoffs. They're giving up over 400 yards on, per game. Just so you know, the Bills putting up 27 on the road in Minnesota. It's embarrassing. Even that's all I need to know. I mean, a lot of turnovers. A lot of yeah, turnovers. At the same time, fields. their average starting field position was the opponent's 40. That's going to be a 30 for 30 for point shaving. That was insane. That wasn't point shaving, though. Uh, for, for throwing the game. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to make a joke. No one laughed, but that's cool. But uh, I, I just you know think I that like to be a conspiracy. Now. Yeah, I mean, like, yo, how, how do you and have that? was already on YouTube looking at that shit. Up. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, like, yo, all, everybody's eliminator pool was that. Like, 90% of the money was coming in on the Vikings, and then they just completely laid an egg. Like, on. And gave up 27 to the Bills. I understand you're not covering, but. Nah, not like that, dude. Yo, no team in NFL history has ever been favored by double digits and then lost by double digits ever. First time for everything. I know. Yeah. Well, when it doesn't matter who you are, if you're starting on the opponent's forty, you're winning. Yeah, sure. I field. agree. That, but that, yeah, but it's just, but it's the, I don't, it's still their fault at home, no less. And that, especially against that that Bills offense that has looked absolutely anemic. Oh my the god. Three games There's no that. one on that. And then looked even more anemic against the Packers last week. Bro, I saw the worst throw ever in my life that game with Josh Allen throwing (laughs) that interception in the end zone. No one knows what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Where he's running backwards, about to take a sack, and he throws a pop fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a punt into the end zone. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love when when quarterbacks throw interceptions like that, and the camera goes right to them. They're just looking around like... What happened? What was I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, one day we're going to look back at today and be like, remember when the whole entire rookie class went 0 for 4? And when they started in the de- – like not their debuts, but when they all started for the first time together? We're going to look back and laugh at that one day. I don't know. Yeah, look at this fucking see, game. Go, at least with Darnold. We'll see. I don't and even Bay- know about that. Yo, when's the last time the Browns put up 42 points? I mean, he didn't even look that good, though. But that's not the point. Like, the I don't is- think either of those four quarterbacks threw for 50% completion percentage. Yeah, but he opens up that entire offense, man. I feel like he lost them the game, too. Sure. Baker? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, I would- yo, 42 points from the Browns, though. I mean, 42 points weapons. from the Browns. This isn't like... You just think the Browns... You're talking about shaking your thoughts from last season? Like, you got to shake these thoughts on the Browns. Yeah, yo, the Browns have roster. a good roster, bro. Yeah, hey, you just said how they have a top defense, like, 20 minutes ago. But I, they also put up 42 points. Yeah. For the first time in, like, a decade. Yeah, because they, they sucked for a decade. Weapons, now it's a bro. new roster. Right, and one of the people on that new roster is the quarterback that's opening up all these scoring opportunities. I agree with you there. I like, I like that they're letting him throw. He threw the ball over 40 times. I like it too. I wish the Jets like, would let Sam Darnold throw. Suck, suck for agree. the year. Who cares? Just like get it all out now. Just toss the fucking ball. Let him throw 40 times. Who cares? He has a way better O-line than I think any of the uh, three other quarterbacks. It's not saying much. They're doing what they're supposed to do. How is that not saying much? Because the Bills, Cardinals, and Jets O-lines all suck real bad. I know. That's why they have a way better O-line. Yeah. 
I'm not, like I'm, they I'm, spent money on that old line. No, there's definitely something to be ago. said for having. I'm just saying, not saying much, saying that's the best of the four. Oh yeah, yeah. Lines. I'm just saying like they're doing what they're supposed to do. The Browns let that kid throw the ball. Let him fucking. I agree. You know he's he, yo like you said, 42 points. He threw two touchdowns, threw a couple picks. Like whatever, get it out of your system. Just throw the ball, dude. Go pick six. You know what first, I'm saying? First heave of the game. Look, that's so did Sam Darnold. Yeah, he did. and then he played <laughs> out of his mind the rest it's of that game. It's hilarious to see that happen. I. I Yo, get it out of your system is right. Brett Favre, I think, also threw a pick six on his first pass. Sometimes greatness, you know, no great comeback has ever ha- happened without a great deficit first. Hmm. Bars from your own Tim Petropolis over here. <laughs> quote, quote I, me. I prefer to just not be at a deficit and just. <laughs> <laughs> I I continually. Win I games. made that I made that statement as I was getting murked in tennis earlier this year because I just picked up tennis. Jesus Christ. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, is there any other team? Oh, what about the Bears? The Bears, the, the rest of the NFC North needs to watch out because the Bears could be for real if Mitch Trubisky is anything close to what he was last week. He won't be. But if he if he was, my, fucking hell yeah. My cousin's a big Bears fan, and he knows that I, I'm not a Mitch guy. He was just like, there goes Mitch, another one, because <laughs> his phone kept like going off. I'm like, how many fucking touchdowns does this guy have? God damn it. That's, that's part of my... Uh, NFL takeaway, like a league-wide standpoint. The rule changes allow guys like Fitzpatrick, guys like Mitchell Trubisky to just have these monster games because, first of all, no one can get hit anymore. No quarterback can get hit, so they don't need to worry. They can stand back there as long as they want. If they do get hit, it's a personal foul. Defensive backs can't hit any wide receiver because they're worried about headhunting and targeting and fines and all that shit. It's really become a flag football league. Scoring is up. Tim mentioned something about passing touchdowns being up through four weeks. We haven't even seen the guy that leads the league in passing touchdowns yet, so that number is probably going to skyrocket even more. Over 220 already. It's it's just, it's become, it's really become what, it, it's fantasy football. It's like, yo, just high scoring. Uh, no one cares about defense. We want to see 30, 40 points. And to tie that into what I said before about the Titans, one of the reasons why like I'm so surprised by them and their success is, Yo, in this new age of NFL, if you can't put up 30 points, you're not going to win. Like, I'm going to start grading teams. I'm like, yo, can they score 30 points whenever they want? In the last three seasons, the New York Giants have scored 30 points. You know how many times? Zero. Do you know how many the Patriots have done in three years? 21. You can't score 30, you're not going to win. That That's just how I think the NFL has become. Do you like it? Because I've been critical about the move to more three-pointers in basketball. I said I don't like it. I've been critical critical of the move toward the home run and walk in in lieu of the strikeout um, in baseball, but I like the football changes. I'm down with this. this. I love it. I like it a lot better. This may be a stretch, but I think it also could be because offense is a more desirable thing now. I think those guys are more marketable than defensive guys because when we were growing up, it was like if you played on defense, you were like this badass dude and like whatever, like you had the Ravens, you had all these guys, whatever. The, even the, like the Hurricanes in, in college, like it was, they had a really cool defense. Like those were the cool positions. And wide receivers were like divas and like whatever, these dudes that were soft or blah, blah, blah. Now it's like you have Odell and you have AB. Like these dudes are super marketable. It's like it's cool to make one-handed catches and that's be the ones running the routes. I feel like if you're a spectacular athlete – in high school, you're gonna to want to play offense more than defense, and so you're gonna to want to play receiver. So it's like it, it makes for a better thing. So I, I mean, I feel like that's sort of the trend. Also, on top of everything, yeah, you're but saying, that's obviously. the evolution of the game now, where everything is offensive minded. 
Yeah, and everyone I, wants points. Yeah, you know, you realize how hard it is to play defense now. You can't play defense. Yeah, I so think hard I think defense. now playing defensive back is like the top three hardest things to yeah, do in sports. Agreed. It's like hitting a fastball, playing quarterback, and being a DB nowadays in football. Well, think about this too. Like the evolution of the running back position is also contributing to all these passing yards as well. Because and tight end. right, I mean the the no. running back. The, run, the running back position is now a position that's passes. Like, how many pass touchdowns that we're counting were just shovel passes in front of the quarterback? It's got to be at least 10. All right? I'm like, I don't have the, this. I mean, I know I don't Trubisky have it in front Mahomes. Like Trubisky, that, Mahomes, Tannehill had one last week. Like, there's been yeah, a lot of, of front shovel passes. And the way that these running backs are being utilized out of the backfield where passes are now the running game too, it's like a lot of people are, are – I think saying like, oh, the NFL doesn't have a running game anymore. So it's not. It's not just. It's not that. It's that instead of handing the guy, a, a guy, the ball between the in tackles. between the tackles to get tackled yeah. by three hundred pound men, swing it out to the outside and let him get five yards against two DBs. That's that's another thing too. I think that that's even going to change the defensive scheme as well because these players like someone like Ray Lewis, right, who like isn't like a f- fast guy. He ran like a four six. I think he's not going to be able to exist in five years. Because no one's going to be handing the ball off straight up. Like, yo, Terrell Davis, give him the ball 30 times between the tackles. It's like, who can swing out, catch the ball, whatever? That's going to force the linebacker position to you have to be faster yeah. and leaner. Because you I have mean, to be able to. College offense is clearly making its way over to the NFL. I, I was going to bring up Chip Kelly. Like, say what you want about the guy. This guy has. The NFL that we're watching now, he was doing this in college a decade ago. Yeah. And then it happens from college. Like, yo, now you can't say, like, yo, I don't like this kid because he's a spread quarterback. Well, here's the thing. They're running spread They're offenses spread in, in the NFL now, too. There's RPOs in the NFL now. Like, what was the last time you saw a run-pass option in the NFL? Aside from maybe Cam Newton. Every every team every team has it now. Even even guys that aren't mobile. Like, the Giants ran a run-pass option, and, like, they actually bit on it. I was like, who's, <laughs> who's he running from? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but that's that's but, another reason why the passing, game, the passing numbers, because half of these passes are really just handoffs. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like end around right. type or, shit. Not even or swing passes, or yeah, screens. 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 It's all just like we're running in between the tackles, but instead of running in between the tackles, we're running in between the DBs. Yeah, I think that's a, another reason why people like watching the Rams and and the Chiefs too, because they're actually like slinging it downfield too. Yep. Like yo, Jared Goff is completing like 70 percent of his passes this year, and he's not just dumping it; he's like airing it out. People like that shit. Mahomes, same thing. They're efficient. Yo, guys are throwing 15, 20 times a game. And they're, yo, Trubisky yesterday had five touchdowns on 12 attempts at halftime. It's like they don't even need, they're so efficient yeah. now. Guys are almost having as many touchdowns as incompletions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. That Bears game, that was great coaching by Matt Nagy. He knew exactly how to win, he knew exactly how to attack that defense. I mean, Jordan Howard got almost no work. Tariq Cohen got all the work, and it was all wheel routes. It was just wheel route after wheel route after wheel route after wheel route, and they were all scoring. I mean, yo, when you have guys like Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen, it's like just fucking yeah, hand the ball. Gadgety. Yeah, just Especially give them the ball. A Bucks defense is just give them the ball with like three steps to work with, and they can make a play. And sometimes they win. They make plays, and obviously that was happening. You saw Taylor Gabriel going fucking off with that little like. Huh. Yeah. How's yeah. that a pass? It's forward. It's just forward. like I know, it's yeah. just funny. Yeah, it's just bro. Some people argue whether that's an incompletion or a fumble too. Like yeah. that's happened before this year too, because like they're literally catching it and letting it. It's just dropping it. Yeah. So is that a pass or is it a fumble? It's a pass. 
Only I because it's going forward. Going forward. I think that's that should the rules. be a. I don't know. Look, if you're gonna say the rules for like falling on a quarterback, let's you know that rule needs to change. The Clay Matthew hits are are just ridiculous. The Clay so, Matthews literally pulled up yesterday and was like, "Yo, I can't yeah, hit this that. guy," and just like hugged them. I you know, I might be in the minority. I like the rule changes, man. Why? I think a safer game is needed. Do you think that hit that no. Clay Matthews put right. on? But all right, who was that? Alex Smith. Alex Smith. So there's, so there's. You listen to Malcolm. You, I know you, you like Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. If you guys listen to Malcolm Gladwell, there's. I was listening to a uh, thing, and every time there's a new technology, there's always a social cost, right? So for example, it's a car. All of a sudden, there's car crashes. People die, right? Sure. Um, you invent a smartphone. All of a sudden, people are, are looking at the smartphones when they're crossing the street. People are dead. But right. So. Every time there's a new advancement in technology, there needs to be victims of the advancement as a society shifts towards those new rules. That's what's happening in the NFL. So Clay uh, all the fans ha- are victims? I, I would say that the defensive players right now are victims because there's there's not much clarity around it. And more more than that, there hasn't been training for it yet. Like people aren't training to hit. But you need to like you need to understand now that these rules are not changing so coaches are no longer just going to say hit them however you want they're going to say all right let's start to coach the way that we the only way we can hit and if that if that takes head injuries as much as you can out of the game i'm for it and it and it increases offense give me all of that that's that's the thing all these rule changes in every sport are increasing offense and what happens when you go to a bar with you go to a bar with your girlfriend, and she's not a football fan like you are, and she sees a game, and it's 6-3 going into the fourth quarter. She's be like, yo, this shit is whack. But if she watches that Thursday night football game, people are celebrating. There's touchdowns. She's be like, yo, this shit is dope. It's the same thing with the NBA. You don't like the three-point rule, Tim, and the emergence of threes now, but it's like, yo, these games are in the 120s, 130, and that's why the NBA is in the best position it's ever been as far as ratings. That's why the NFL still crushing it in the ratings. Yo, even baseball had an uptick in ratings because it's all home runs now. Kids don't want it. Yo, sorry. I don't want to see a, a, a nine-inning gem between Kershaw and Bumgarner. I want to go. If I go to a game, I want to see like 11-8. I want to see home runs. I want to see people running around and shit. I appreciate it because that, that game Bumgarner and Syndergaard threw in that one-game playoff, that shit was dope. That was beautiful baseball. But to the casual fan, they're not really want. They want scoring. That's why all these rules are made for scoring. I just feel bad that in this particular situation, it's like you're almost taking away or forcing change in one of the most important and impactful plays on defense. Yo, you literally saw William Hayes tear his ACL trying to not bring down his weight on someone. I mean, again. Because like, it's an awkward, like, landing. Like, it's going to be, you right, got to so push the when shit out of them. When you're so going down with someone, you're going to land on them. So, like, to, you know, divert your weight away from something is, it's, like, not a natural movement. I, look, I, you could say this, this was put in because of Aaron Rodgers last year. If this didn't happen to Aaron Rodgers last year, he doesn't break his collarbone. Somebody put his entire body weight on the top of his body. You don't, well, it still happens. It's not like it doesn't happen. I hear you, but you know, like Clay Matthews on that last one in particular, when he like went like that, dude. Not all right. The hit's not a fucking ridiculous hit. That like Lawrence Taylor would have. That would have been one of the softer hits that he ever put on. But we don't live in that anymore. And if you're Clay Matthews, you need to know the rules. You can't drive the dude to the ground. He hugged him. He had him. He made a second move to drive him to the ground. Can't do that. Whether you like the move or I mean, not, you can't do it. he's finishing his tackle, though. Yeah, but you could, you could finish that tackle off with a spin. You could finish that tackle off some other way. And if you can't, you're going to have to learn how because that's the rule now. Are you talking about the Alex Smith hit? 
I can't remember who was on the the, the second one where he was like My on the cousin. floor. Oh, that was that was Smith. On Smith, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Cousins was the first one that cost him a game. That was different. The Cousins one, the Cousins one was different because that was a little more, a little more. Yes, this is definitely a foul in the new rule system. The Alex Smith one is more on the borderline of whether it's a foul or not. Listen, you can call the NFL soft all you want, but there, yo, at, at a at a as a person. I I don't know. I don't want to see someone. I don't want the one moment of, oh, you see him get laid out and risk that dude having brain damage for the rest of his life. Like, I, I, I don't want to root for that. Bro, you just, can't watch football then. No, I know, but I don't want to I don't want to root for someone who is who's aiming to injure like they used to be. But it's not aiming I'm to down, injure, I'm bro. down bro, for you're talking clean. about a body weight sack. I'm talking about a helmet-to-helmet hit. Yo, you know what it should be, but though? You know, I'm talking about the rules in general. But then, you know what the rule... You know what should, the caveat should be to that rule? is like, if I get my arms around you, blow it dead then. Because it, it well, shouldn't be allowed that. Well, that I, I have to take... No, but I'm saying, I have, on, to, just, I have to take you to the ground nicely, but you can wiggle out of that. No, bro, that's the rule now. We literally just saw that with Derek Carr. Yeah, that's the Derek Carr rule. Which one? Not a rule, but it, no. it was, that's what they called. What is it What is it called? Derek, the, there's no... They grasp. They the grasp, call it in the grasp. They call it in the grasp. All right. I didn't even know that. Trash, bro. But that's what I'm saying. That like that ruined but, the fumble, yeah, but a that's, scoop and score. That's what we're signing up for now. Like that's it's gonna horrible. be what a, what a company is. Whatever. I I I know. I'm yeah, not a fucking fan of it. But I'm, I'm saying, agreeing like, with you. Like, but I also think that you take away the ability of the quarterback to maybe escape it. Yo, if that rule happened in 2007, Eli Manning's not scored throwing that Giants pass to David, David Tyree. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, you need you that. You take away one of the biggest moments in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Or I, I, he wasn't exactly wrapped up in that. Dude, they would have blew. They would have nah, blew. That. He was, Dude, he was I wrapped. Know, I don't know if they blow that dead. I, I don't saw know Derek Carr get a pat on the back and get blown dead. Eli uh, was getting hugged by his neck. But it's different when you're standing there in the Super Bowl, though. It's different. You're gonna change the rules for the Super Bowl. They already are. I don't know, bro. They're, the rules are different in the NBA Finals than they are in the regular season. They're different in the Super Bowl than they are in the regular season. No, Yo, I, they let them play more. I get. The like second move thing, but like, yo, that Clay Matthews hit. Like, I don't agree with you when you said he made like a second. Move. Like, he was running basically untouched, got right by the end, and came through the line and hit this dude as f- he was running there's, full speed. There's literally nothing else to say about what Nick said. He was finishing his tackle. Yeah, it wasn't like he picked him up, and and like, you know what I'm saying? That's different. Like what Anthony Barr did was different than what fucking Clay Matthews did. I don't know if 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 you're now it's going to be hard for Clay Matthews to adjust because he hasn't his muscle memory isn't there yet. But the kids coming up, their muscle memory is going to be go after the waist. Yo, and did, I don't know if you guys noticed this little thing that they snuck into Sunday Night Football, but they were talking about um, Michelle Tafoya's son mm. and how he plays quarterback, and that the the league has handles. Behind the kids' backs, and the only way you could tackle someone is if you grab the handles behind their back and take them down like that. I don't know if anyone noticed that. If that ever becomes a thing, I'm sure it's not. You will ruin this game. But it's it's almost like training wheels. They're you trying get to the muscle memory in. They're trying to teach technique. Right. That's what that they're is. trying to teach technique. But the issue is that if I'm a five star recruit. Or I'm a kid that's a sophomore, junior in high school. I'm not getting recruited for a textbook tackle. I'm getting recruited because I laid out some, some tight end over the shit. Yeah, like the here comes the boom hit. That's why I get recruited. So until until kids start getting recruited, people start getting paid because it's a textbook head up, chin up tackle. 
you're not going to see changes like that. And yo, it's it's impossible to to make the game safe like that. I, I think what they're doing, it's killing the game. Yes, they're making it safer as, as much as they can. Yo, it's a gladiator. <sighs> it's a collision sport. Yo, it's not also, a contact sport. are collarbones like this epidemic? Like, am I missing something? If you are, fall on your arm, I mean. No, but I'm saying like, are, are quarterbacks getting so injured oh, that oh. this was so necessary? I thought you were referring to like Tavon Austin. I think he broke. His like, bones. yo, I think this is like not. Quarterbacks are getting injured, man. Who? What do you mean who? The entire NFL went down last year. Yeah, but yeah, that I'm was saying, like, like, re- nah, like the receiver shit. I get like whatever. Like, yo, I don't see this big epidemic of like, yo, all these starting quarterbacks are down. Like, I'm not talking about ACL either because that's a completely different thing. That's a that's like a fucking yeah, miracle. Car- Carson Wentz went down because he got sandwiched in between two people when he was lunging at the goal line. Right, but he was like, a runner. What I'm yeah. saying is like what we're trying to prevent with this hit. Like, how many people are getting like injured, injured? From the body weight. Besides Aaron Rodgers, I don't like... Who? Of course yeah, people are going to get hurt. We're playing football. You're not going to make this game to the point where no one's going to get hurt. We play in a league where you touch and everyone gets hurt. I tore my ACL doing it. Same. And people are going to get hurt. It's going to happen. You Head, can't change it completely. But when you tear your ACL, it's different than when you get CTE. And, you, and you're signed up now for the rest of your life of pure hell. Who has CTE that's a quarterback? Jim McMahon. What? He does. All right. He's been going through hell. On the, on the grand Joe Deisman lives in hell right now. These dudes live in hell. That was also a different era. Yeah, where they didn't have these rules. This thing like, yo, you signed nah, up to play have, this it's sport. Not the, it's not the rules that they didn't have. They didn't have the technology. Back then, it was yeah. like, yo, how many fingers? Two? All right, good. Get, get your ass right, back right. in there. They didn't have the ability to diagnose Yo, Adam something. Thielen on Thursday night. You guys caught that play? Where he got leveled and his his helmet hit his teammate's knee. He came up. He was on the ground. Came up. He took like a little like wobble. Went into the huddle. They go to line up. He's in the slot. They blow the play dead. The uh, independent neurologist yeah, from up there is like, yo, you got to get out. And he was tight. Yeah, he was tight. That's the kind of shit that you got to do. Ever since Case Keenum that one time where he yeah, was went over there just like wobbly and shit. Fell down to the ground. They, they made him take more snaps. It's snap. like, yo, what the hell? That's what it's going to take. All I'm saying is football, you know what you're signing up for. You're signing up for a physical contact sport. Like, if you don't like it. You can't take all of the contact play. out of the game. All I'm saying is, like, know, listen, man. I'm on board for, like, the helmet-to-helmet stuff with the right, receivers. Right. I have no problem with that because that is a ridiculous thing. And it's like, you don't have to headhunt these dudes and hit them with your helmet in their face. Like, there's 10 different ways to tackle this guy. Mm. When you're asking someone who weighs 300 pounds to run full speed to try and get to the quarterback because this is how you get paid mm. in the NFL. This is the one stat or like whatever, the sexiest stat that you have on defense is sacks. You're asking me to now completely change the way that I do it and the way that I, like it's just it's hard for me to, 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 to agree to that one. Like I agree with, yo, I don't want anyone to get CTE or get hurt either. But at the same time, it's like then don't play this sport because this is what comes with the territory. You know what I mean? Like, you're playing football. People get hurt playing this shit. People get hurt playing golf. Pull their backs and shit. It just happens. That's different. That's different. Every every. But I'm just saying. All of this would be way more digestible if the contracts were guaranteed. That too. (laughs) It's like... It's like, hey, you can deal with these injuries, but at least pay these guys. You can't cut them after the season. That's true. It makes it a huge deal. It does. It does. But at the same time, when you strip it down, it has nothing to do with the money. It's about keeping these people as people safe. But at the same time, it's like... Dude, you're lining up under center, and there are four. Their objective is to like, get you. Three hundred pound people who run four six. 
And like, what do you think's gonna happen? They're yeah. gonna get you. Now, You're gonna get hurt. Look, ten years ago when these rules were put in place, right? And however many years ago, whatever, we hated it. All of us hated this shit. All of us hated. Oh, you can't do big hits over the middle no more. You can't ring the bell of the fucking uh, receivers in the middle. Oh, this is gonna ruin the game. And then. The narrative changes as you get used to it, as you get used to it. To the point now where if a safety comes over the middle and hits a guy, everyone's blasting him. Fuck you, man. You're a piece of shit. Uh, you should be kicked out of the game. When that guy came in and did the late hit on Cam Newton, no one loved him. Nah, that was I mean, dirty, there's no though. room in that, that for was, the game. I, I also don't even agree with you because I don't think at the time where they're like, yo, no helmet-to-helmet contact, we're all like, oh, they're taking the best part of the game. Man. There was mad people saying that. Idiots, bro. I'm not saying that, though. No, I'm, I'm talking about a sack. Yo, the Cam Newton one, I can't even let you get away with that. Yeah, Why? he slid. He Yo, slid. he slid. He slid for like two yards. For like two yards, and then the guy just came in All right, just but, full on But level. here's what you're... But here's... But that was a legal play not too long ago. But... We nah, have gotten if you used always to the, slid. You gave nah, him, the, yo, bro. The, a foot first slide is giving yourself up. Yes, it dude. Is. If if, the, the if you got hit on the floor knee. when you when you slide, they weren't calling that back in the day. That's a new bro, rule. That is not. That is that an updated new. recent rule. I understand what you're saying, but it's just like, what, like then quarterbacks can't like. Can you hit the quarterback hard ever? Everyone else can get hit hard. Why can't they? They can get hit hard, but you just got to do it the right way. Yeah, but you can't. You can't like, hug them from the top of the body and take your body weight down on them. It's not that hard. It's not. That, it's not a difficult. It's transition. hard when you're going full speed. Yeah, it's it's and it's gonna it's gonna be difficult for a little while. I don't think you and can there's gonna that. be and there's gonna be casualties. But there's whenever there's something new, there's always casualties. Yo, I think that this rule can be very simple. Like, I I disagree that the Clay Matthews hit on Alex Smith is a penalty. I can see how. If he wrapped him up, picked him up, and drove him into the ground, that is a completely different thing. Like, there is no need for that. Quarterbacks are vaginas for the most part. You grab them, they'll fall down. There's only like three that you have to worry about getting away from you. You, If you have to pick this guy up, lift him, and drive him into the floor, that is obviously a penalty. How about but him just running full speed and knocking you over, like... It's football, dude. How about two weeks ago when Big Ben gets sacked on the one-yard line and falls because someone tapped him on the head? After the game, he's like, I sold the shit out of that. <laughs> like, how is that a penalty? In what world is that if a guy's trying to reach around for the quarterback and hit, taps him on the head? That's roughing the passer. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah, he, like, clotheslined his helmet. It's like you're wearing a helmet. Listen, well, we just had the World Cup in the summer, so Big Ben confirmed soccer fan. There you go. He's what? like, yeah, I sold uh, that a little bit. A <laughs> little it, bit. I get it, I get it. You all right, bro? Yeah, I mean that that was that one took like two <laughs> levels of nuance. That one, gotcha. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Let's move on here. Uh, season awards. We're gonna give some away. We got it. We ran away with this one, by the way. We're an hour in. Yeah, we. That wasn't any. None of that was planned. Nope. We're supposed to start with the awards. <laughs> so let's get to the awards now. We're gonna give out MVP, offensive and defensive player of the year, and uh, the rookie awards. So let's start with the rookies. Actually, let's start with defensive rookie of the year. Who you guys got? I'm going with uh, Derwin James. Same. He was my pick to start the year. He's changed the secondary for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, I'm really excited to see how he's going to do once Bosa comes back. I'm waiting to see what the Chargers defense is capable of doing since when Bosa comes back. Um, He's caused some turnovers. He's making a lot of plays, a lot of breakups too. And he just seems to be wherever the ball is. 
he might not be making the tackle or breaking up a pass, but he's within that area. So I, I think Derwin James has changed that secondary in Los Angeles. Yeah, Derwin James is my guy too. Uh, like Nick said, had him in the preseason. It definitely has shown nothing but uh, the f- the fact that he needs that award at this point. Another thing, he's great in the backfield. Uh, he's great at stopping the run. Had a big sack last game, uh, forced a, an interception. Well, almost a sack. That forced an interception that kind of sealed the game on C.J. Beathard. Uh, he's in He's in that backfield more often than linebackers and linemen are sometimes. Um, with Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, and him all at the same time rushing the quarterback, when Bosa comes back, that's going to be a crazy defense. I got Denzel Ward. He had two picks week one against uh, Big Ben. And then he had that big force fumble, I think, on Robbie Anderson on the sideline against the Jets in uh, week two, week three to get them their first win in about two and a half years. So I got him. They have, they're not going to throw his way much. They really don't now. And Terrence Mitchell, their number two, just went down. Who's getting cooked? So who knows who's the number two? And whoever it is, they're getting targeted OD. So I got Denzel Ward because as of now, he kind of shuts down one side of the field. And for a Browns defense that's much improved, I think he's a, he's a huge piece of that. Denzel Ward versus Bradley Chubb. Speaking of that, Denzel Ward takes the cake in that matchup over four games at least. Uh, all right, what about offensive rookie of the year? Uh, Calvin Ridley. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley. Um, Turn him he's, loose. He's the, the moment that they got comfortable with him, he scored six touchdowns in his last three games. Um, I don't think he's going to keep up that pace, but I do know that this Atlanta Falcons offense is uh, putting up a lot of points now. The defense is letting them down. I think Atlanta is going to be a team that's going to be in a lot of shootouts. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. Uh, Calvin Ridley has emerged. The knock on him was that he was old. He was a 23-year-old. He's a 23, 24-year-old rookie. But I see that as a guy that's polished. That's why his routes look so crisp. He put Drake Kirkpatrick in like a blender on that one like out and up route that he did on one of his touchdowns. So I think Calvin Ridley, yo, it seems like Julio Jones now is kind of, I wouldn't say an afterthought, but like inside the red zone and, you know, he's on pace to have like 2,000 yards, Julio Jones. Like, let's not get crazy, but he's just not scoring touchdowns and who knows? He's also the one who garners much of the attention. So so. Ridley, Ridley's never going to get double covered. And now if Ridley starts cooking like that, then who knows? Julio might start seeing more one-on-one. Right. Yeah, so I got Calvin Ridley. Sorry. I got him too. I, got, I mean, he, after not having a catch in week one, six TDs, like you said, the last three weeks. So he makes plays after the catch too. A lot of his uh, – I see a lot of him, his receptions. He's five yards past the DB in open field making someone miss. So he has the full arsenal of a number one receiver, and rightfully so he was taken in the first round. So I got Calvin Ridley too as my uh, offensive rookie of the year. The crazy part about Calvin Ridley is he hasn't even played 50% of the snaps yet. Last game, he only played 48% of the snaps. When he Imagine him getting on the field double all the time. He already does. Um, ready for some shade. He's good enough to make even mediocre quarterbacks look great. Um, uh, 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 nah, no? Nah, all right. I'm going, with, I'm going with Saquon, Saquon Barkley as Offensive Rookie of the Year just because of uh, the pure um, volume and um, – what he's been doing in terms of he hasn't been doing the flashy stuff like Calvin Ridley, but uh, first in, among rookies in rushing, first uh, it's third among rookies in receiving, um, doing it all for the Giants. Uh, he's been everything that that's been advertised, uh, despite the fact that the Giants. It, it looks like Eli Manning is really done, but hmm. um, besides that, who would have guessed? He uh, <laughs> Saquon Barkley has been doing his job, so I think Saquon Barkley is the offensive rookie of the year for me. All right, uh, let's do Defensive Player of the Year. This one's a cake. 
Does everyone have everyone has Khalil Mack, right? I got Khalil I Mack, yeah. I got Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, interesting. Ooh. So Khalil Mack I, I say Khalil Mack because he got traded and then took that defense from decent to top five. Uh you saw them hold an offense that had been absolutely on fire to three points to the point where we had to take out their quarterback. Um he has been an absolute disruptive dis- difference maker in every uh, every sense of the game. He's a pass rusher that has adjusted his game. He said himself that he no longer goes for sacks. He goes for strips. Mm. And you've been seeing it pay off. So that's a guy. Him and Von Miller both have the same thing. It's like we don't even go for the quarterback anymore. We go for the ball. And then if the quarterback's there, we take him down if we can't get the ball. So that that's maybe one way to, to, to take on those rule changes. But uh, Khalil Mack, because of the impact he's had, uh, is my defensive player of the year. I got a uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, he got he's leasily right now with five and a half sack. He's recorded at least half a sack in every game, and he makes that suspect secondary look a little better. Uh, Byron Jones is like I don't know where he came from, but he's looked good so far this year. And Awuze Awuze mm-hmm. also looks the part. So getting after the quarterback and limiting the 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 quarterback's time to throw is obviously a big part of that, and he's getting after it. So I got Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, I, the one thing I want to add on what Tim said. It, it's it's like yo if if you're a team in the NFL if you had a if you have a quarterback and he's in his prime don't get rid of him if you have a pass rusher and he's in his prime don't get rid of him it's it's pretty simple if you're Oakland like this guy is just he's making it his mission to just like spite you every chance he gets yeah uh offensive uh Alvin Kamara yeah um i mean th- this guy like his worst game this year, he put up like 22 fantasy points or some <laughs> shit. Like, it's it's really ridiculous. And he's not even doing it, like, in between the tackles, really. I mean, I know he broke that one big run against the Giants, but he, he's scoring a touchdown pretty much every week. Multiple touchdowns, too. Out the backfield. Boss keeps always says about how they're a two-man show between Kamara and Mike Thomas. But, hell, that's a hell of a show if you're trying to yeah, stop that. So, I mean, I, I think it's Alvin Kamara for sure for me. Uh, piggybacking off of that, Michael Thomas is my d- offensive player of the year. Uh, can't really go wrong with Alvin Kamara. I'm not mad at that, but uh, uh, he's catching every ball that's coming his way. Uh, he is catching balls that are <laughs> that are ridiculous. A thir- at one point, he was 38 of 40 in terms of catches per reception. Uh, he held a record for most receptions after three games. Uh, this is a guy who's been absolutely dominant, and I think because of that, he's the offensive player of the year. I got Adam Thielen. Ooh. <laughs> Love it. Thick tip. Thick tip. Thielen has averages uh ten catches a game so far this year and hasn't had a game less than hundred receiving yards. Yo, both like, these guys are a, my fancy team. A couple all three are. All, all three, three are. are. Oh, it's such a good year. It's so good. <laughs> uh. He's having a ridiculous year and, and getting to play next to Diggs, I think, helps that a lot too. Diggs is also a ridiculous talent. Yo, Diggs, by the way, shout out to Stefan Diggs because when he got that contract, I know some people were just kind of like, I don't know. And he's fucking, I think he even took the next step too. Like, he looks like a better player. Yeah, I question that because I don't think he's had a thousand yards. I don't think he's had 80 catches or was it 90? It might have been something. He wasn't healthy his rookie year. And then last year, he's never healthy. Put it together. He's Evan. He's Evan Longoria. They Evan Longoria'd him where they got him at a nice premium, a little bit lower than market price because they signed them a year too early. Win-win for both guys. Oh, it's so lit. Um, I'm going to take all three. 
<laughs> and you know what? I'm going to throw in Juju because he's also on my team. Fuck it. Really, Drew? No, I'm not. I don't actually think that. But oh, he's also, he is on my team. All three of those guys are on your fantasy team and they're in the MFA league? Yeah, they're all on the same team. Yeah, we don't know how we look that I'm, And I have yeah. Juju, too, who is like third in the fucking... I'm glad I don't play in that league. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's good for me. It's real bad. It's real bad. It's getting real bad. Um, anyway, uh, MVP. Pat Mahomes is my MVP. Um, he hasn't even played his uh, fourth game yet, and he leads the league in touchdowns still. Uh, 16 to 0 in terms of. Uh, 13. 13. Uh, sorry, 13, I guess. 13 to 0 in terms of touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, his air yards per attempt also lead the league 12.4 air yards per attempt, which is absolutely ridiculous. That means the ball travels in the air. An average of 12.4 yards before it even touches a receiver. Um, his quarterback rating is a ridiculous 137.4. Um, every single stat you look at, it has been ridiculous. Uh, 66% completion percentage uh, is also really good for a first-year player. Um, he's leading the best offense in the league right now. Again, he leads the league in the categories I just said, even though he hasn't played in a whole other game. So, uh, Pat Mahomes, league MVP. Also, one thing to, to point out, he hasn't even thrown the ball 100 times. And he still has 900 yards, 13 touchdowns. Like, like The same way with... People are saying, oh, is Goff a system quarterback? But they're not saying, is Mahomes a system quarterback? Like, it's it's so crazy how, like, the narratives work in this league because whatever Goff is getting from McVay, best believe that Mahomes is getting that from Andy Reid. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking at the stats now. It's like I'm 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 bugged out that he hasn't even thrown the ball a hundred times, and he has 900 yards and 13 touchdowns. It's crazy. But anyway, I know Nick's answer to this question. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, does this surprise anyone? I'll bet the house on this one. Yeah, Jared Goff, baby. <laughs> Come on now, you guys want to talk about efficiency? You want to talk about numbers? I'll give you some numbers right now, you pieces of trash. <laughs> uh, look, I think that he is the best player on the best team. Um, it is an award that. It's similar to the NBA award, the NBA MVP as well, sorry, where you reward the best player on the best team. I think the Rams are the best team, and you pull up his numbers, uh, 127.27 QB rating, 1,406 yards, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, very, very efficient. Uh, around He's hovering around the 70% completion rating, and he's fourth in the league in air yards. Like Tim mentioned, Pat Mahomes is first. What that's telling me is that, yo – He's completing 70% of his passes, but he's not just checking it down like Alex Smith does, like Andrew Luck is doing this year, Joe Flacco in the past. He's actually airing it down there. And I feel like it's going to be hard for him and Mahomes to have bad games because of how many weapons there are. Yeah. Like, even if, like, oh, yo, you know what? We're playing the Jaguars, and I think the Chiefs play the Jaguars this week, and it's like, yo... All right, Ramsey might shut down Tyreek Hill, but it's like I got Kelsey over the middle. I got Sammy Watkins. Chris Conley scored a touchdown in back-to-back games. So it's like I have weapons. Where hunt out of the backfield. Hunt out of the backfield, not as not, not as effective as last year because you had Alex Smith. So a lot of – he's like he, – he's getting like uh, – I think he's seventh in targets on his team. Like Hunt's not really getting a lot of looks. There's a, I, I think as the – Attempts, like you said, Mahomes doesn't even have 100 attempts. Yeah, I think as the attempts go on, he's just he just happens to be the guy that's that's suffering from it. I think I think Kareem Hunt has a few catches to pass still. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll catch. Passes just, to catch. It, it just scares me that like Spencer Ware has more targets than he. I does. mean, I can even you could just bring up that that stat again of him throwing his target through the air. That speaks for itself. Yeah, he's, he's a not guy really that looking he's, to check it he's down. thinking like, yo, I'm 
I'm shooting for yeah. doubles and home runs as opposed to like base hits, right. like singles. But you're gonna have to hit base hits eventually. True. Yeah. I got a uh, Cleo Mack. Ooh. As MVP, five sacks, four forced fumbles, like and a pick six through four fucking games. I think that's enough for a quarter of the year MVP for me. Not only that, the next quarter of his year is four straight AFC East games. Granted, Tom Brady is going to be a tough matchup, obviously, but that old line is trash. So I think he'll be able to get to him a few times. And then we already talked about the Bills, the Jets. So it's going to be a feast for him and probably the Dolphins as well. Damn, that's crazy. So I wish we could go back. Yo, it's so weird that wild, that's crazy. It's so weird that they have four straight AFC East games. See, four forced fumbles. That's because he's going straight for that ball. It's funny how like we just had that whole discussion about how pick it six, hinders dude. the defense, and he just has all these fucking stats in the first. Yo, place. and and who else but John Gruden? After just about every game so far, when asked about a pass rusher, he's like, "Yeah, we need to adjust our pass rush. Like something's not going on after week one." Then week two, he said the same thing. Like, "Yeah, we got to get after our pass rush." Week three, he said. Pass rushes are hard to come by now these days because the way college yeah, yeah. footballs are run. Like my dude, you had one and you traded him for two first round picks. What do you mean? That's <laughs> why I was saying, like, yo, if you if you're you hard a, to come by, you had one in your hands. That's why if you have a quarterback or a, a dominant pass rusher and he's still in his prime, Khalil Max twenty seven. He's my age. Yeah. Like he has another six, seven years as an elite prime rusher. You don't get rid of him. Incredibly stupid. John Gruden off to a hot start. Trades his best player and now Luckily, one in three. All right. Well, uh, I think we can wrap it up there. That one went off the rails. Yeah, it was a long one. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> well, it's always fun when me and Tim are yelling at each other. Uh, Tim, I was getting there a little bit. Yeah, you were getting. Oh, you were snippy in the beginning there. We had to calm you uh, down yeah, there, yeah, big yeah, boss. I was a little bit snippy. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's, it's the game. It's the pressure, man. It's, it's, it's not the pressure. Maybe I, it's the pressure. Let I, maybe get my pressure. speak. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even speak. I put that on a shirt. <laughs> now nah, you know what it is. It's fight week, bro. He's getting. He's Bro, ready to throw right. a hook. Uh, bets? We'll talk Thursday. Who are you taking? I got to wait till weigh-ins to make sure they both make weight. Are you going to take Kala Beeb? Yeah, I'm taking Khabib. Yeah, I'll gladly oh. make a wager with you. I will gladly make a wager with you. Right. Oh, shit. What kind of wager? Like, what are you talking about here? Let's I mean, do it. it's up to you. Come on. You guys used to make me do a wager live uh, on I air. Mean, it's I'm going down right now. It's going down no, Thursday. No, no, no. Check we back wanna, in Thursday. Yeah, we'll check back. We'll check back. <laughs> we'll check back. Or maybe after weigh-ins, you might throw something up on the IG. I'm down for I like. I'm. I think Kala Beeb's going to win, too. I love calling him that. Why, why? I don't know. No Joey calls Diaz that. calls him that. Oh, he does? He calls him Kalabi. And he calls uh, Stipe Stiopic. <laughs> That's funny. <though. laughs> it's like a combination of like. Kalabib and Stiopic. I love it. I like Stiopic because it's like a combination. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Miocic, Stipe. Um, Stiopic. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting fight. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. For sure. We'll talk Thursday. Check in Thursday. All right. Break it down. Break it down. I'm going to peer, peer pressure the shit out of you guys. Terms of? It's going down. Making you guys better. Bro, we're going to make There's the no, wager. We're you each on opposite sides of the spectrum. Like we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to make the wager. We just right. need to wait off on I'm, it. I, I'm remembering that. Tim, big part, of, big part of MMA is like weigh-ins and actually the fight happening. So like, I want to wait till Saturday, you know, make sure the fight's going to happen. Saturday? You just said Thursday. Yeah. I mean, I'll make the wager, but the fight still might not happen. <sighs> that fight's got to happen. Peer pressure. You know Tony down. Ferguson is sitting there looking at his chops. Who the fuck? All right, I check back in Thursday. Yeah, me too. You see, you know, the next McGregor fight might be Anderson Silva. What? Stop. No way. Yeah, just got Anderson Silva. Nah, he's he's like retired, bro. He's not. Nah, he's he's, he's on suspension from USADA. Yeah, I don't want to see that fight at all. I mean, nah, I no one wants to see that shit no more. It's quiet for that. I mean, that's what it said. Wrestling fight. Just reporting. Diaz after they both lose. Yeah. 
Call Habib. Uh, Tim, where can they find you? <laughs> At Simple Tribe on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Um, yes, follow the IG because Victory Tuesday has been a very good thing go. lately. So go check out Victory Tuesday. If you want to know how to have your own Victory Tuesday, uh, BrotoFantasy.com, the Broto Fantasy podcast, uh, is live every single Wednesday. And Wednesday night, excuse me. And uh, uh, at Broto Fantasy on Twitter. Find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash The Lamb Show. At Degeneration Bet on Twitter for your DFS and sports betting fix. And uh, let's give a shout out to the jerks at SCJ Pod, the uh, number one wrestling podcast in the world. Self-proclaimed. At Endovito27 on Twitter and the gram. IMPY718, you already know. <laughs> if you guys want them to talk about anything specific, hit me up. Slide into my DMs. Yeah, Yo, you on that 2K? Hard. Yo, Eric's now playing. I got Josh playing. I got Cell from the Discord chat. Dad Cash from the Discord chat. Yo, First of all, up, shout out to everybody up. for the Discord chat. Yo, real quick, real quick, real quick. You guys are all on one team? We're about to be. We're all getting our players ready because you can't just go in there with like 82s. All right, yo, hold up. You're going to lose. Which system? <laughs> PlayStation 4. The only system to play on. I, I Listen, I'm going to tell you guys. I might have to go in that next room. Listen, bro. Eric's already grinding right now. He's giving me updates every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, the last, yeah, it is. It is the last 2K, I, I, I got I'm not, you. I'm Don't not going to lie. I, I was one of the, like, you know how, like, rich parents pay for the AAU and shit? That's basically <laughs> what I did. Like, I, you got to grind. You got to put was, in the hours. Yeah, I didn't do that. But, you know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> funding money to his own guy. Yeah, exactly. Get um, better. Yo, but, get better. Get but, that jump shot up. <laughs> yo, tell them where they can get on that Discord chat. Uh, get on that Discord chat at the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash veterans minimum. Uh, hop in that Discord chat. We're always in there chatting randomly about random shit uh, with everybody. And... Uh, follow our Instagram veterans underscore Instagram and you can follow us on Twitter at veterans minimum and that is all you said veterans underscore Instagram whoa I am losing my mind <laughs> veterans underscore minimum people a lot and of plugs that is all we'll see you next time let's do it again everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.